Today, the perils of taking your pole vault overseas. In a moment, part of an interview with Britain's number one vaulter, Holly Bradshaw. Hello and welcome to Destination Tokyo. Now, some of you got a rare treat on Friday. I recorded a podcast on Thursday. It went out on Friday morning. It was all about GB Women's Hockey Tour to Malaysia and the lengths they were going to make it COVID safe. It was their first trip for over a year, but on Friday morning, as before the flight took off, the event was cancelled. So I pulled the podcast as it didn't make sense. So only a few of you got that. But at least there was a lot of sport this weekend. The European Championships in rowing and weightlifting and trials in para-swimming. Uh, great to see the rowing gold for the returning Helen Glover and some phenomenal performances from the women in weightlifting. I spent some time with the squad on the Gold Coast three years ago. Especially happy to see gold for Emily Campbell, who I've filmed a couple of times. And like many others, they battled funding cuts and Emily was well supported by a local community, raising funds to keep her going. A determined young woman working out of a local gym. And a great performance too this weekend in the European Taekwondo Championships from Team GB also. So to today, it's Holly Bradshaw. I sat in on an interview with Richard Whitehead, the Paralympian, for his Track and Ball podcast, which I heartily recommend. I'll put the details in the show notes. And I've got a few topics. Firstly, Holly getting COVID after the European Indoor Championships and what effect that had on her training. I mean, I don't do a very um, aerobically enduring event, pole vault is not very demanding on my lungs and I'm on the verge of being asthmatic. So when I caught COVID, my, my big worry was how is this going to affect like me coming back? Am I going to be super unfit? Am I, am I going to be struggling with my lungs? And the first week of training, Scott put in a lot of bike sessions, a lot of tests to kind of test where I was at and I was absolutely fine. And thankfully, you know, I've come back and I'm still in great shape. And I think the reason why it's a blessing in disguise is I don't know about you, Rich, but unless I'm forced into rest with like an injury or illness, I struggle just sitting at home. I just like, oh, I could be at the track. I could be getting better. I could be getting stronger. And I think COVID meant I was out for two weeks. It just meant I was able to recover. I was struggling with a bit of a niggle indoors, uh, which wasn't stopping me, but I, I, you know, I needed to get it sorted. And the two weeks allowed me to just rest and get my like my body sorted next the popularity of pole vault the city games and even a back garden competition during lockdown it's certainly increased its profile yeah i think internationally especially on the men's side it's just been seen as a really cool event um you know pole vault is especially on the female side is very new it only came as the olympics in 2000 so the exciting thing about women's pole vault is the depth and it's just you know creeping up every every year like last year um i still think 2019 was last year not last year the year before when i went to the world (laughs) (laughs) crazy when i went to the world i finished finished fourth with 480, which has won a medal at every other majors. And I'm not one of those athletes that's bitter about that. I'm not like, oh, I would have won a medal at any other majors. But that's just to show you how much pole vault's progressing. Like, and that's just great for the event. And then you've got people like Mondo and Renault who are just really good ambassadors for the sport, making it really cool, getting more exposure because they're so cool. And I think that's just what's putting pole vault on the map. And I definitely feel like it's growing in the UK. It just still needs a bit more exposure. Yeah, seeing's believing, definitely. And getting the, um, uh, getting TV 
uh, involved in that is is key to that. Yeah, I think that's a massive bugbear of, of me myself as well. Is pole vault and any field event? It's it is it's it's a show in its own right. And you know, when you're watching the hundred meters, you're watching them. You know, get into their blocks. You're watching the build up. You, they're in the they're in the set position. Off they go. Oh, what's happening? And you don't get that in the pole vault. You might just get, oh, here's Holly. She finished third. Here's her best jump of the day. It's boring. Like when I'm watching athletics and I'm watching the long jump, I'm like, oh, that's boring. I don't want to see someone that someone's jump where they jumped it half an hour ago. Like pole vault, you, you've got people tussling back and forward, you know. Oh, they're they're on the same bar. If they clear that, they go into the bronze medal position. Oh, they're going to – like none of the stories told in pole vault. And it's just a vicious circle because every time they just show one jump, people are like, that was boring. Pole vault's boring. Whereas on the on where they stream the pole vault from start to finish – I know it. I know it's really hard to do, and that's why they don't do it. But there needs to be a better way to show the whole thing because that's what's exciting about it. It's like an unfolding story. Mm. And finally, a discussion on flights. Richard Whitehead with his running legs as a double leg amputee that he has to take on flights, and Holly with her poles. I travel with a lot of equipment, so prosthetics wise, but not as much as you. How hard? Can you explain no. to the listeners and viewers how hard it is to transport a pole all the way across the world? So obviously, you were in South Africa last year when I was there. Was it last year or the year before? <laughs> um, and uh, I know how hard it, took, it was for you to get your poles to South Africa. How hard... How hard is it to travel your equipment? Hard. It's literally the bane of my life. And um, I actually travelled to the Europeans without my poles because they went straight from France. And people who moan about travel who don't have to carry poles or equipment, I'm just like, you have it so easy. And it's, it is just super stressful. Like, you don't know whether they're going to get on the fly Um so you're kind of waiting at the other end. Are they going to come out? Sometimes it can take hours for them to transport the poles just to the belt. Um, the amount of times I've rocked up to the airport and someone's like, oh, no, we don't carry them. I flew with you last week on this very aircraft. I know you carry the poles. <laughs> it's just a constant like battle with them. And, you know, you've just got to think about oh, how close is the um, car park to where I'm going to drop the poles off? Because obviously they weigh 30 kg. How long am I going to have to carry these poles for? It's just a constant thing. And as a pole vaulter, it's, it's what you know and it's what you're used to, so you just get on with it. But when you strip it back and think how annoying it is, it, it is annoying. Like in COVID especially, you know, when with, if you take COVID out of it, there's maybe five or six airlines that will travel around Europe that carry poles. Well, now it's COVID, there's one or two. So this indoor season, I couldn't get to half my meets because I literally couldn't get my poles there on a flight. So it's just a massive stress ball. And can you explain to the um, listeners and viewers about how important it is that you've got your own equipment as well? You don't, you don't borrow somebody else's, or it's very specific to you, isn't it? Which I yeah, realize. yeah. I mean, if I if I had absolutely like for like poles at a venue, I potentially could jump on them. But my poles are very specific to me. You know, there's four or five different brands of poles to start with, and then you know I weigh. 67 kg and I'm 5'9 tall well one of my competitors might weigh 60 kg and is 5 foot 1 there's no way we could take the same poles um, it's very specific to the way you jump how heavy you are how fast you are into takeoff how tall you are and it's just impossible to borrow someone else's poles really so you have to travel with your own 
And that's Holly Bradshaw with Richard Whitehead on Track and Ball Podcast. And you can find Track and Ball Podcast on both YouTube and on any podcast host. And I'll put the details in the show notes. And that's it from myself, Mark Shardlow, for today. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back with more tomorrow. Bye-bye.